This Christmas is the last time you can expect daily well wishes or more costly utility bills in your letterbox. That's because from next year, letters will only be delivered every two days. The Federal Communications Minister, Michelle Rowland, says parcels, however, will continue to be delivered every day. So we're now in a situation where Australia Post has reported a $200 million annual loss, and that is primarily as a result of the unstoppable decline in letters, with the average Australian receiving about two letters a week. Paul Graham is the CEO of Australia Post. Welcome to you, Paul. Thanks, Andy. How are you? I'm well. So let me get some clarity here. The minister this morning on RN Breakfast was saying that it could be two or three days a week. Do you know how many Australians will be getting their letter delivery two days a week versus three days a week? And who decides that? No, it will be every second day. Uh, That's what uh, the... uh, Working day. Yes, correct. Uh, that's what the reform will uh, will deliver uh, for priority mail and express uh, post that will still be every day. So that service won't change. And as the minister highlighted, you know, what we're seeing from customers is they really want to get their parcels as quickly as possible and are less concerned about mail. The average household gets less than sort of two letters a week now. So the real focus is on, is on uh, parcels. Uh, and this uh, logical reform will allow us to tweak our network, start making sure that we uh, retain our frontline posties, but also start giving a mix of small parcels and mail. But you see my point, like if, it, if it's every two days, who is the local post office that might decide if it's Monday and Wednesday and Friday or, or if it's just Tuesday and Thursday? Who, who decides that? No, it's decided on a national basis. Your local post office really delivers mail these days. It's all done uh, out of uh, centralised uh, facilities uh, where we have uh, significant automation uh, and then pushed out into uh, our next level of mail delivery. Uh, so we've got six trials that we've enacted in every state uh, to test and validate uh, this new standard. Uh, and we've had really good reaction both from our own posties as well as the communities that we've served. They've seen no real degradation in the, the service uh, in mounds. As I say, the average household gets less than two letters uh, and they have seen an improved parcel service, which is what they're telling us they require. Will this lead to a cheaper price for stamps if you can't guarantee it will be delivered Uh, like it used to? If it's going to take longer for a letter to arrive at the destination, will stamps be cheaper? No, they won't be uh, because we already have one of the cheapest stamp prices in the OECD. Uh, What we will do is preserve the price for uh, concession stamps and pensioner stamps. Uh, But, uh, you know, the customers are telling us that mail every second day is more than enough. As I say, uh, the average household receives uh, about two letters a week. Most of them are bills. Uh, What their priority is, uh, is parcels. And that's what this reform will allow us to do is to pivot uh, even more so. Sounds like we might have lost. Oh, Paul, sorry, we just lost you for a moment there. Just continue. Okay. Uh, no, this, this this reform will allow us to, to pivot and continue to focus even more on our parcel business, but still uh, meet the service requirements that communities have in, in relation to mail. We, I mean, we'll deliver the last letter that ever gets delivered in this country, uh, but 98% of our mail is corporate mail, and it's usually a bill. When will that last letter be? Do you have any idea or projection? If, if you know that the decline of letter sending in this country is so steep that it's costing Australia Post $200 million uh, a year, then you must know when the, you, know, you might uh, desist when it comes to letter delivery altogether. Yeah, look, it's a good question. And, you know, we've seen a decline of 800 million letters since 2018. So it's certainly rapidly declining. Well, that's in the la- in the next decade, we'll see the last that delivered. I don't know, but we are seeing the continued march of digitization and people, uh, you know, in your opening remarks around Christmas cards. We, we've seen far less Christmas cards this year. Oh, yeah. And we- 
previous years. Uh, the UK seems to be still a, a strong sender of Christmas cards, but uh, we certainly don't seem to be doing uh, or sending as many uh, as we used to in prior years. You've described this as a crucial first step, so clearly you're anticipating further changes. What other changes should uh, the Australian public know about? Well, as uh, mail continues to decline, obviously we're, we're, we're delivering one day less uh, with this reform. But if we get to a situation in the next five or ten years where there's virtually no mail, then it would be silly to be delivering nothing four days a week. So we would look to work with both our union partners and the government on further reform as indeed volume continues to accelerate and decline. Uh, and there are a couple of other things in relation to decoupling uh, the price of a consumer stamp from a business stamp. At the moment, to put the price of a, a business stamp up, we have to raise the consumer price, and we don't think that's logical, so we'd look to decouple that. Uh, and as we continue to look at what's happening across other postal organisations globally, we do see that there may be a need uh, for further uh, regulatory reforms, and we will work with the government collaboratively as we have done in this. It's been no uh, surprise to anybody that in the last 10 years we've had you know, 11 inquiries into post, all saying that reform is essential for us to be viable. Uh, and it's good to see the government finally uh, stepping up and delivering uh, much needed first phase. In, in fact, you've already flagged potential post office closures by pushing the government on this 2.5 kilometre within every citizen in metropolitan areas mandate. Is that what we should be expecting? Do you have a strategy for this or have you identified potential sites for closure? Well, we always we have a, a network that grows and uh, and shrinks uh, basically on uh, uh, population growth. As new suburbs come online, we, we add obviously new post offices. We have two-thirds of our network with uh, licensees, and it's fair to say in metropolitan areas there is significant overlap with that. Uh, as you mentioned, two and a half kilometres is the current regulation uh, that uh, deems that we have to meet within a citizen in a metropolitan area and uh, seven and a half kilometres uh, in a uh, regional area. Uh, those regulations have not changed, but certainly in metropolitan areas, uh, you know, we have some areas where there's, you know, 30 to 40 post offices within a five-kilometre radius. It's not economically viable for either those corporate or licensees in those areas, uh, and we are looking to uh, work with licensees, particularly on a voluntary handback, uh, where there's a post office that's within 1.7 kilometres of that particular outlet. Can you see a case, a commercial uh, a case for a competitor like the logistics and freight service company Team Global Express to be able to use Australia Post services. I mean, this would be a, another valuable revenue stream. I, I presume that that business isn't as beholden to the unions as perhaps you might be. So is, is that a way forward, do you think? No, it's not a way forward. I mean, no, we already have an open network. Uh, Tim Global Express already use our network. We do over 70 million parcels a year on behalf of our competitors. But they want access to post offices themselves, don't they? Well, they do, and they want to cherry pick uh, our network and have us uh, take responsibility for their failed deliveries. So uh, it's not commercially viable, uh, and we've looked at it uh, closely in terms of the what is still a very high-level idea from them. Uh, but as I say, we provide open access to our network, uh, managing over 70 million parcels on behalf of our competitors. None of our other competitors have made that request. Uh, there's only one out there who seems to be bidding the drum. Uh, they're owned by private equity, and I guess you can determine uh, your own uh, view, view on that. Delivery to rural and regional areas is obviously critical uh, and part of your charter. The government has agreed to update the methodology used to classify what is a rural and remote network. Why is this necessary? I mean, this might seem like rural and remote listeners that you're moving the goalposts here or seeking to move the goalposts. 
Uh, no, we're not. We're really trying to, as we're, as we're doing with the regulations, you know, regulation in the 1989 Postal Act, and uh, we currently have in that act uh, regulation that relates to the 1993 census, uh, which is, as we'd all think, out of date. So all we're doing is making that contemporary and bringing it up to the 2021 census. And what that does is it reclassifies under ABS data uh, what is a metropolitan area and what is a rural and regional area, uh, and actually allows us to, to put more uh, uh, post offices in our regional classification, uh, which uh, ensures that, that they get covered uh, by that focus that we have in the two and a half thousand uh, post offices that we need to maintain under our current regulatory framework. Paul Graham is the CEO of Australia Post. Appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. Great. Thanks very much, Oliver. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.